Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Fate Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Prosek. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all the things for whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate. Uh, but we decided to put on uh, what many consider a classic Christmas holiday movie, Love Actually. And we're going to talk, is it good or is it bad? Um, uh, I have a guest with me here today, uh, Monica Burns. Monica, how you doing? I'm ready for this. <laughs> I've been training my whole life for this. I love love, actually, and you can't stop me, alright? <laughs> Unpopular, uh, opinions. No, it's a very popular opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what? I feel like it's a silent opinion. I will just say that, like, I've yet to... Like, almost every female either I've, I've gone on dates with or been in relationships with, this was always a movie that was on the list that I had to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, before we jump in, um, just going to bring up a sponsor for Entertainment Buffet, uh, Zenny Optical. Uh, if you've seen any video podcasting that I've been doing for the last couple years, I'm always wearing glasses. Those are Zenny Optical glasses. And uh, if you click in the link below in the description and happen to buy a pair, that does a little kickback back to Entertainment Buffet. That'd be a great way to support us. Um, because honestly, guys, any of the glasses you see me in, they are most likely anywhere from 35 to $60. Very reasonably priced. And yeah, uh, so please check out Zenny. And it's spelled Z-E-N-N-I, Optical. Uh, and uh, that would be a great way to support us. Another way to support us, a free way to do so, is just watch any of our content on the Entertainment Buffet YouTube. Any of those things that you watch or listen to, whether it's podcasts, whether it's ours or others, uh, Google kicks us a little bit of monetization ad money. Google's got plenty of money to throw around, so if you just watch us over or listen over there, little money our way. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Um, stay tuned on Entertainment Buffet, Facebook, uh, Instagram, as we'll be announcing more live shows coming. Hopefully, if things are still safe here to do so with COVID-19 and everything, uh, we can still bring you live shows. But uh, if not, we'll provide updates on when we'll be returning with those. Uh, but yeah, Love Actually, we just sat and watched it fully through again. Um, do you have a guesstimate, Monica, on how many times you've seen this movie? I don't. <laughs> I like really don't. Do you think over 10 times? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, even me, I think it's got to be at least five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wish I knew now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Love Actually, this came out in 2003, written and directed by uh, Richard Curtis. Um, for those who don't remember, it's a massive ensemble movie, kind of kicked off a thing in the... Uh, early to mid late 2000s where they just instead of doing a romantic comedy with one couple how the fuck do you not know about love actually at this point quite honestly <laughs> it, is, it is like the godfather for bitches like <laughs> for bitches so it has a massive cast just like ev anyone and everyone and even a lot of this cast has become more massively famous in the last 20 years since this came out and uh yeah so we're gonna go storyline by storyline and we're gonna talk about it uh, whether it's uh, discussions or criticizings or lovings um 
and so forth because yeah it, it is something that juggles like what like eight or nine storylines yeah <laughs> and they cut out like several others yeah which this movie apparently had tons of other side stories they cut out a a potential uh gay uh storyline the uh, one where emma thompson's and ellen rickman's son was a shitty kid named bernie um uh, like just a number of storylines that for whatever reason uh obviously this movie already being two hours and 17 minutes they're like yeah that's that we're, we're tapped out <laughs> but so the first one that they introduce is uh, and i never know if i'm saying his name right bill nahi uh is billy mack he's pretty much like a how would you describe him like a uh rolling stone what's his name like a mick jagger type just yeah, rock just... star <laughs> um rock and roll legend who is begrudgingly adapting his song love is all around to christmas is all around um and yeah this is a story that i have to say i think out of almost all the storylines may be my favorite storyline him and his manager i i don't agree <laughs> go on do you do not can you not stand the characters the storyline no i like the characters i like his personality um and I like that he shits on his own song, but the like the fat jokes and like the constantly criticizing him. Sure. Um, I like really, really hate that. Um, I, he, just criticism in general. Absolutely. Interpersonally is so gross to me. Oh, absolutely. I think if 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 they cut out the fat jokes, not just in that storyline, oh but God, in this everywhere. movie. Yeah. W w it, re watching this movie. I think if you were to do a drinking game of Gosh, every time there's uh, every time there's a fat joke, uh, it, you would have gotten drunk. And so I agree. I don't like the criticism of the manager. Um, it, I think it's one thing if he's just like playfully being fun with his friend, but he's calling him Chubbs constantly, even four times in the final scene where he declares his love for him. Yeah, which. Uh, you know, it's not the traditional, like, oh, I love you, I want to be with you. It's just like, you know what, I'm this famous guy, I could be anywhere I want. Yeah, but I'm but choosing to be with you. But I want to get drunk and watch but, porn with you. But, yeah, <laughs> and we need to have the obligatory, like, totally fine, uh, straight dude hug with the... <laughs> like, I even mimicked it, like, as I was like, yeah, like, ooh, we're men together. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very much, they... He's like, no, I don't know you like that. You know, that's a terrible accent. Not a good impression at all. The criticism of it, uh, excuse me, the criticism of the manager is not well liked. But I guess I liked that so many love movies are about falling in romantic love I do or like, sexual yes. love. Mm -hmm. That at least one storyline is, is about friendship, like male friendship. Male friendship. And also, like I said, this is a rock star who, like, he makes a terrible joke about, like, how, you know, his worst shag was Britney Spears, or best shag, and, like, how he, you know, was at Elton John's party, and he left it to be with his manager in, like, this shitty little apartment. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like, okay, that I like. It's, it's not the usual, but uh, still, 
um, for a movie that's supposed to be sweet and loving, there's a lot of mean spirit well, throughout. Well, part of that is, like, the elitism, you know? Like, the classism behind that commentary, I think, is, is the gross part um, for me on top of it. Yes, do I appreciate male friendship? Totally, 100%. But this one, they still somehow manage to make it grimy. Right. Um, and gross. And... You know, I come from kind of like a live and let live kind of background and it's, well, I guess that's that's who they are and you know who they are and you know what to expect from them and at least they're consistent. Yeah, and and, and by by saying it's one of my favorites, it's not necessarily that like, oh, I, I it's flawless because there's definitely flaws and, and things that could be critiqued, but I just, yeah. But I, I, I love this this joke. So we've got it playing on mute right now. And this part where it's him on, like, the TL, TLR, I don't know what the fucking British version of that is, but they, they've got the comp- competing blue boy band, and I love this joke. I love that he's witty, I love that he's, like, nasty and dirty, and this, like, he does this strip tease. that's so much fun. Yeah, and, and But also, that's what I'm here for, bitch! Yeah, yeah, like, that, I'm here for the zaniness. That, I think, is fun, because while some rock stars would be like unbashfully like oh it's not a it's 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 a remake of my song but it's different like he's like no it's just for fucking money you know and like i, I need money because i'm a heroin addict yeah and so like yeah he just goes on tv goes on radio and is just brutally truthful um so yeah i i think it's just a lot of fun and clearly like whenever there's love story or tragedy like where it's like on the serious side throughout the movie they like cut back to this where it's like this is the comedy mm-hmm. <laughs> um but let's move on to the next storyline um which is uh between Kira knightley andrew lincoln and chi Wattel ig4 oh boy um Here where where it's very infamous for the 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 big cue cards um and so basically the storyline as as we all know is andrew lincoln uh, is in love with his best friend's now wife. Um, but, you know, for a while they think, like, he hates her. Um, and, like, his friends are like, oh, you got to be nice to her, please. Like, she's my wife. You got to be nice. Only to find out, oh, he's, he's distant from her because he's in love with her. Yeah. Um, so this story is always, like, I think the cue card moment is probably one of the most infamous moments yeah. in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, so the, the way that you get into it is so negative already, which like is me. Yeah. You say infamous <laughs> and I would say like, and what's the, what's like a more neutral word? Or, like, I, I mean, I don't mean infamous in a bad way. It's just the, <laughs> the most, like, there's so many memes about it. It's, like, on all the, like, if there was a, a screenshot of the movie, like, it's him with the note cards. It's, like, you know, oh, romantic comedies. It's, like, oh, the boombox over your head. Or, like, yes, the, yes. the big gesture at the airport. You it's know, not it's, the lady holding weird brushes. Yeah, Laura Lenny. Alan, yeah. Alan Rickman in the balls with them. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Get the dust off of those, <laughs> yo cooter. So, the thing about this storyline is it's always considered so sweet, and it's considered like, oh, he, 
you know, he says how like you're perfect with the cue cards. I just personally, if I could just tweak one thing, I just wish they didn't allude to the fact that like they hardly ever interact this whole time. I don't, and I don't agree with that. I think that we don't know that. We aren't really necessarily told that they don't interact a lot. I think that what we've learned is that their their interactions are minimal. As, no, not minimal. Like that they are with a wall. You know that friend, that guy friend that, you know, of, of like whatever. I've had this experience where I date somebody and their best friend is like really quiet and doesn't seem to like want to talk in front of me. And it's like, okay, well, I'll just leave mm-hmm. um, because clearly I'm not wanted. That's the. Well, I, I think it's just in because this is an ensemble piece where we only get to see people for such short bits and like really we get like i don't know maybe 6 to 8 check-ins yeah it's the, the uh, narrative like is it, it, and i get it it's very sporadic and but the thing is uh, that i noticed this time around the thing that they kind of pigeonhole a lot of these stories into is that the movie starts it says five weeks to christmas and then eventually four three two one and then it's christmas eve christmas day and so forth i just think why put a timeline on everything because now all these love stories if you're introducing characters say five weeks in and then Mm -hmm. five weeks later it's it's this you know so what they're showing is like they're getting married the first time we see them and then now it's like what a month later he's like oh i love you so i just i I, and so since we're getting such minimal interactions with them she says like oh well you hardly ever talk to me alluding to that they don't have that close of relationship so why why would he be in love where is this coming from and it's kind of like a voyeuristic type of longing um, that they show when he like has the whole like videotape of the wedding where he's just like zoomed all up on her. Um, I mean, she is gorgeous and some of those shots were just like, you know, he obviously was into some very specific parts of her body. Like, spoiler alert, it's all her face. Like, it's not any of her like tits or anything like no, that. No, it's not but, perverted. Like, I, it it's kind just... of looked like jerk off material. And, <laughs> and I mean, I'm sorry, like, this is a private perversion and that's his business. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. I don't want a kink shame. I don't want a kink shame at all. And also, like, so I feel like it's, you know, I'm more of an outward person, but I, I, I can totally see or sympathize wanting to shut down because you don't want to ruin your friend's relationship or you don't want to um uh spur like like keep motivating that that fire because i don't know i think that he he could be in pain with love you know what i mean like sure if if he allows it to progress and at the end i see i see that card moment as a innocent, not innocent, I, I mean, my read on it is innocent. I know that it, the read can be very creepy. Um, I see it as a major break of a wall. Like, that wall is broken. I'm sorry that I've made you feel isolated, like you're not wanted, etc. It's not that. It's that I'm protecting myself. I'm protecting you. I'm protecting your relationship. And I respect you guys. 
and um, it's a major display of vulnerability, and I think that's what I really appreciate about it. Oh, yeah, and, and I will say, like, with this storyline in particular, I'm not all criticism with it. I, I like the fact that he steps aside, if you will, that he yes. doesn't, that he does, when he does that gesture saying that she's perfect and that he'll always love her, it's not a, like, I want to win you or yeah. it's not like please be with me you should leave him for me i it's... see you as an important pillar in our lives yeah and so like that is what i respect i just think you know I, i'm someone who I, I love to i love to film tweak you know as a writer I, I always wish that i could just be if they won't let me write movies it's like i'd love to just be in the in the room to just throw out some notes. And, like, my only note would be, like, oh, well, if they were, like, say, three college best friends. Yeah, I and do like, like that's, this angle better. And, like, that's why, you know, the, like, they're close. And, like, oh, but she would tell EG4 asked out Kieran Knightley mm-hmm. first. And Andrew Lincoln always wanted to, but he didn't want to be in the way. And now they're married. And, like, he'll never get to say it. So now he wants to say See, it. But like that, I like that. But I wonder if that's a... If that's a tired storyline has that been done i feel but, like that's been done but ten, well all these stories have been done in some well, sense that's, yes <laughs> I know, but like, uh like i it, mean we were watching what's it called uh it's complicated the other day yeah without like, baldwin the, the and meryl street yeah the script is um you know predictable and it's like okay but like at some point some somebody somebody's gonna guess it like sure sure and 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 like i said that's just if I could tweak it, if I could give one note, that's that's just what I would do to that particular storyline. Mm-hmm. Just so that it, I like it. Just so that it defers people because I think one thing that we've kind of been reflective about, like with a lot of rom coms in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands, now in like the twenty tens and two thousand twenties, like we're looking at it reflective, like, oh, a lot of this like sweet romantic gestures are kind of creepy. And so, like, I think to avoid him being, like, a creepy, voyeuristic, like, obsessive guy, it's like, oh, well, if they're best friends this whole time and he just loved her but didn't want to get in the way, that's just a minor tweak. But anyway, that's, uh, I I will commend it for the fact that he didn't try to steal her from his friend. But then the only thing, too, at the very end is, like, when she runs up to him after the cue oh. cards and hug. Like, I wish she would just hugged him. done and like said, a kiss, thank you. Yeah, or, like, a kiss on the cheek. Like, yes. a sweet, but because she kisses him. Right on the mouth. Right on the mouth. And Disgusting. It, it, <laughs> no masks. No one's wearing any masks. Uh, it just, it was like, okay, so what does that mean? Is it just that, like... Is she just saying, like, oh, this was very sweet. Here's, like, a little thank you. Uh, like, it just, that's, it's, I, I, it sounds like I'm being critical, but I just, tiny, tiny fixes, and then these criticisms can go away. Yeah. That's no, I all. agree. This could have been a much better movie. Um, that's, that, that's but all. obviously, like, this director, or whoever, whoever this guy is that, that's behind this movie is, like, definitely, like, mostly a piece of shit oh yeah like. there's, there's um. a lot of things that have coming out that that he's a piece of shit and weirdly enough i heard in an interview or, or maybe it was andrew lincoln apparently he told andrew lincoln that out of all the characters in the movie uh, richard curtis the writer director yes. says this that andrew lincoln's character is the one that he feels is the most him which it's like 
Ooh. So he's voyeuristic. <laughs> yeah. Does he love a best friend's wife? You know, I was just <laughs> like, uh, uh. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, um, so let's move on to the next storyline. Uh, Wait a minute. One last thing about the Andrew Lincoln thing. Sure, sure, sure. Can we please respect that this fucking guy went to, like, the Jules and bought, like, poster boards for, like, $3 each and then fucking wrote on them? For a one time, yeah. Yeah, and then just tossed them aside, brought the fucking music. That was cute. Yeah, apparently. It was cute. It, it, it is cute. It is. Be, what if he asked her to prom? I mean, she she was the right age to do so. Also, like, his friend, and I know you just always make fun of me for saying his name, but she would tell E.G. for it. Uh, I'd learned how to say it on a podcast, so I, I like being able to say it, because I would always read that movie. I so can't I like, speak a different language, I used but to, I can say this fucking guy's name. I would say, Buckle up. <laughs> I would see him in other movies and see his name, and I'm like, how oh, the fuck do you say his name? Because I would say, like, oh, I love that actor. He's in inside man you, you know, know he's in 12 years a slave you know I, I wouldn't know his name but anyway uh his character i wish that there was actually something there like the tiny moment when she's like oh it's uh andrew lincoln says oh tell him it's just christmas carolers and she says it's just carolers he's like, give him a quib and tell him to bugger off <laughs> yeah that's funny why? <laughs> you give this character barely anything. I know that's. What but he apparently means. he's like, "Fuck you! Fuck these carolers! Fuck off!" You know, like. Get out of here. Next storyline, we're moving on to Colin Firth, uh, and it looks like the actress's name is uh, Lucia Moniz. We kick off. Colin Firth is cheated on. He goes off to his. Uh, what is this? His French cottage, <laughs> which he, apparently he like, he like Airbnb's a cottage for like a writer's retreat for a month. Uh, yeah, and then for some reason he needs like a constant housekeeper because he's a seventy year old man apparently that can't yeah. wipe his own fucking ass. Yeah, well, and no, then... it's his cottage because the 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 maid person knows him. It's like, oh, well, so and so is going to be your maid this time. Yeah, that's the person renting the cottage out. Oh, okay. she's a landowner. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, this storyline, I know, okay. Oh, tramp stamp alert. Tramp, we're, 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 we're watching it as we're recording. And so <laughs> I think the problem for the storyline for me is you give us the five week timeline. Yeah. If this movie was just like, okay, if the climax was at Christmas, but we didn't need to be close to Christmas, like let's say... This could have been in the spring, and he was there for the summer. You know, they're around each other every day, and I would have loved if at the beginning they can't communicate, but then they find a way to communicate, whether it's through gestures or through whatever. And the fun thing that they do for the audience is, like, whatever he says, she says the same thing, and even though they don't understand, it's like, oh, they're in sync. Like, yeah. it's cute. Yeah. But... They just never really, until the very, very end, finally understand each other. And because it was only five weeks together, it's just like, wait, he wants to marry her? Yeah, but not you know so, Not just, I want to go out with you. Dude. Not just, I would, I would love to be with you romantically, go steady, whatever they say. Like, I want to marry you. Well, I mean, there's only really one way to move countries. <laughs> True. Um, that's, that's, I think, the thing. Thing behind it, pre ninety day fiance. This is ninety day fiance. The ninety day fiance visa has been like a thing for a really long time. Sure, but um, yeah, is that I, the same rule in Britain? You think? Yes, there's there's 
Um, harsh immigration laws everywhere. It's a worldwide law. We're just going to go across the world. <laughs> I mean, a lot of places, yeah, they, they have similar laws. Sure. Um, yeah, I, um, I just think that that's one thing that this storyline could have used is remove the five week timeline, timeline I agree which with you. I think would have improved a lot of these storylines. It would have removed any sort of criticism because then it's like, we don't know how long this is taking place. This could have been a year. It could have been six months. It could have been eight months. Like, we I, don't I know. Really liked, I really like this this line. I think this this whole storyline might be my favorite. Yeah, um, I, I I like this one and I like the pre- presidential one even though like I hate major aspects of it. Oh yeah, uh which um, we'll, we'll we'll get to. We'll get to. But no, I I, I do have to say that this at least felt something fresh is like two people that can't quite understand i just think colin firth is also a total dreamboat well and and so that's one thing i i, I want to say it's not a again not a i don't want to say like i'm only shitting on i mean movie. look at this look at this intense eye contact oh yum it they're is. having like a whole that was a sex scene oh my god and she's <laughs> naked underneath that blanket like wow and so, he's wearing that button up yeah i mean yum so anyway, i think you're discounting the timeline calm okay? down <laughs> calm down you like it calm down right <laughs> i love this movie <laughs> i just think that it's a storyline that I understand why it's beloved. I understand that you love Colin Firth. Uh, But one point I want to bring up about this entire movie is if you were to remove all of these A and B list actors and just have, let's just say, no offense, shitty Hallmark actors, I think this movie would Are you calling me a shitty Hallmark? No, I'm saying no offense to Hallmark actors. You're getting paid work, but you're not always bringing your A game. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying is like you remove all of the you remove your love for Colin Firth if he was just a mother like some fucking guy who looks like he's a stock photo at the JC Penney um you wouldn't be as attached to it I mean that's just my thought but anyway um that that has to be I think if there's like a top 3 that's probably like Th- maybe my third, second. It's it's one of my top stories. It's just remove that five week gap. Uh, makes it too quick, too unrealistic, too. And you know, I mean, you get into the whole conversation of the psychology of it of new new relationship energy, which <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's fucking fiery. Yeah. Um. So crap. Next storyline. Ooh, this one's much more complicated. Uh, between Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, and his secretary, uh, uh, yeah, his secretary, Heike Max, whatever her name is, Mia. Heike, uh, yeah, Heike, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll just say Mia. Sometimes we're gonna float between the character names and the actor names. I don't use the actor names. I don't know who people are. But uh, so Alan Rickman has this secretary that is just okay. Another thing too. Five uh, five week timeline. We introduce her. One of the first things he says new to her. New hire. New. He says to you, "Are you getting settled in?" Implying that she's newer. Yeah. And right off the bat, she's just like hoping to be kissed, opening my legs. You know, like what else can like? It was just like, wow, wow, <laughs> smell bold, my f- <laughs> bold. Smell off my the- finger bus. <laughs> smell my finger. I, I don't believe that's a quote. You may be thinking about <laughs> another movie. <laughs> 
She's overt. Yeah, she's very overt from the get-go. And it's it's obviously very... Um, and honestly, that's one of the things I love about that interaction. Like that, I love that she's smoking hot and she's seductive and she's got this like Dom thing, like daddy <laughs> thing. Like, you know what I mean? But, okay. So, obviously, it's, it's, it's very... Uh, upsetting because you know emma thompson's character seems like one of the most innocent characters in the oh, movie i love her so funny. you know mother of two obviously they've been together for probably 15 20 years for all we know yeah, and uh yeah the the whole storyline where she finds out that he bought a nice necklace and then he gets her a Joni mitchell cd uh which is a sweet gift a callback to earlier in the movie you know, not a scarf, as she said, but it, it obviously breaks her heart. And come to find out that they never show that he actually cheated on her, but apparently... I mean, she got that necklace somehow. She got the necklace somehow, and also the writer was apparently... Uh, or someone else, uh, another screenwriter was really pushing the director, like, hey, can we not have him go through with it can it just be a flirtation and the director's like oh no he's going all the way oh no yeah oh he's, he's fucking her you know he's <laughs> like you, you see her you cannot fuck her she's not fat you know like <laughs> this, this writer director just has a lot of criticism of fat people yeah that's um, very true. i don't take it personally as a fatty but i just i think that <laughs> i think that the storyline i enjoy it being different than like because most romantic comedies are just two people falling in love. But this is like, oh, this is a story of two people that have clearly have a love over a long period of time that is like strained in some way. Um, so I guess we love Alan Rickman for being villains. <laughs> is this his most villainous role ever? <laughs> you know, like, how do you, how'd you feel with this one? I don't know. I feel like I've just changed over time with it. Because did you used to hate him? No. No, I've never hated him. But, like, did you feel for her character? or like? I mean, cause... of course I feel for her character. But This one's just... I don't know what to say about this one because it's... I don't get mad at those kind of things. Well, because... And, and this is one thing I, I'll just say is... And, and a whole podcast could be about that this... Many romantic comedies, many dramas, many things is easily solved with non-monogamy. <laughs> like, if yeah. he was allowed to just have his little thing, but then come home to her and say, like, yeah, I still love you. I just, I went and fucked, you know, the secretary. Yeah, and I feel, and that, that I think is the biggest thing that I react to in those kind of relationships is, is we want to pretend that we are feminist, but then have these kind of storylines that don't um, allow you to um, treat your partner like a, a true equal with the, the trust that they can handle your full reality. Sure. You know? Hey, so there's this new secretary and I know it's wrong, but like, this is a thing that's happening and I'd kind of like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she obviously throughout the entire movie she's been really funny and what she does have that one line with Liam Neeson where she's like nobody's gonna fuck you if you're crying all oh the time. yeah it's yeah like, well okay. trust me I'll bring up that point later I'm like what um, the fuck but anyway like 
she she's been there for like the realities of whatever is going on. Yeah. So I I just think that this is this is something cuz like it, it, it's it is often in movies and media cheating or affairs or you know um anything like that is often the main conflict of a love story, the main conflict for a divorce. And, you know, I, I just personally, you know, I've learned over the years uh, and, and fallen along the line of what you said, that, like, I believe non-monogamy would solve this issue <laughs> and would solve many of these issues in media. Like, you could do an entire podcast where we just you watch a movie. A and, 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 every, but we just go through every romantic movie, like, would have been solved with non-monogamy, you know? <laughs> And I think that this is something that that would have been. And I'm sure a lot of people are listening and going like, uh, well, no, you can't cheat. But that's just, that's a whole separate thing that I think has to do with how we're all raised, uh, that monogamy is the only way and anything else is weird. But yeah, it's just something that years ago when I was married uh, in a clearly very monogamous relationship, I uh, I think I was upset with him too. Like, oh, you know, like, clear, but what's wrong with Emma Thompson? She's gorgeous. She's, <laughs> you, you know, clearly she's uh, great. You yeah. know, uh, clearly you married her for a reason. Uh, but now going older, it's like not saying I think what he does, if he does cheat on her, I don't think it's right. I just think that like, well, maybe it wouldn't have been a big deal if non-monogamy was an option. Well, of course. But it wasn't an option. Wasn't an option. Not an option! Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I guess one question, you know, we're, we're, we're like fanficking here for a second, uh, <laughs> is, do you think that they eventually got divorced? Those characters? I'm not sure. I would love, it would be so funny if she just went off and she fucks the, the guy who went to America, like the young... <laughs> She gets a young she gets a, she, she gets a young boy toy for herself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, now let's move on to the one you alluded to before. Uh, Hugh Grant's story between him and uh, Natalie, uh, uh, a junior member of the household. Uh, Hugh Grant's character is the prime minister, prime minister of the United Kingdom, uh, where there's a brief interaction where the U.S. president, played by Billy Bob Thornton, very believable as a president, I may say. Uh, yeah. Uh, such a, like, uh, like subjectively attractive, older guy, little southern thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I can totally see how you, you got conservatives to fucking vote for you, you know? Yeah, he looks um, like a perfect mixture of Bill Clinton and... Um... George W. Yeah. Um, which I think that's because this was made in 2000, it came out in 2003. It was probably made around 0102. I think that that was supposed to be sort of a merger of yeah. Bush and Clinton. Um, not sure what the British uh, writer director is trying to say about those guys. But anyway, um, I, the most egregious thing of this entire fucking storyline is how apparently everyone thinks Natalie, uh, and I'm going to get the actress's name, uh, Martine uh, McCutcheon. What the hell? McCutcheon. McCutcheon. Um, <laughs> the, the character of Natalie. Shut up. 
Natalie, everyone's like, oh, the the fat girl, the thick girl, fucking thunder thighs, you know. Uh, you eat Miss Piggy? Yeah, I'm like, I, oh, the, the dad, the dad, oh, plumpy. You know, I'm just like, what the fuck? And like, this is not like, oh, I'm just trying to be nice, like she's heavier. It's like, she is zero amount of heavy. She's gorgeous. I want to fucking take a bite out her booty. And I'm just curious if it crunches like an apple, honestly. It's, she's but delicious. She's heavy for who? A, compared to anorexics? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it just, just... Whoever wrote this is just a jokester. It, and, and, and also just so mean-spirited that, like, it would be different if in one scene she's like, yeah, I just broke up with my boyfriend. He said I was getting too fat. But proceeds to be a runner through the whole movie where uh, multiple female characters, like his other staff members, like, oh, 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 the, oh, the chubby one. And he's like, uh, what do we call it, chubby? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> which there's I'm a glad. sizable ass on there. Yeah, there's a sizable ass. It's like, what? <laughs> what is going on? Am I, am I in the Twilight Zone? Yes, you're in the Twilight Zone. Um, yeah, biggest criticism of that story. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm glad he sticks up to Billy Bob Thornton. Um, the way that they get together is a little, you know. Whatever. Whatever. I feel like it could have been. Could have been better. Also, like... Uh, but someone, it's I, kind of a dream to, like, he's so, such a powerful dude and he read your, you know, I thought it was cute that she sent the note just to confirm because he was Do you like me? Him. Check yes. Pass the note back in class. Yes. Yeah. And then he, like, goes through all these houses and then lands on her house and surprises. I think that's so hot. Like, yeah. It's, it's sweet. I get it. I'm not going to criticize that portion of it. But yeah, and just, that driver's voice, damn. <laughs> yeah, the driver singing la, la, the carolers. La, 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 la. But I just think it's <laughs> the fact that clearly he has feelings for her. So he, it's sort of implied that he fires her. He says redistribute. Yeah, no, which, they definitely fire her. Which like they don't imply. Did they like send her to a different department, or is she just straight up fired? <laughs> Potential lawsuit right there, but yeah, no, that, that <laughs> prime that minister really, scandal. I hated that. Why'd you fire her? Uh, she she was fat. Thick, the, <laughs> the thickness. Thick thighs. Not in not in England. Absolutely not. Yeah, so I I just think that that was the biggest thing that I could not stand was that whole storyline. If you count how many times the implication of that actress being fat or thick or big it's just like no yeah. <laughs> um maybe instead of doing all the fat jokes like let's just develop their relationship a little more yeah honestly yeah i i think that that's such like a easy place to go that we should have learned better in second grade and never made that mistake again yeah. and done better one but, one comment if she said, "Oh, my ex sucked," he did. He he called me fat. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Proceeds to have all these other characters. The dad, Blumpy. <laughs> I know. And then, like to to be honest, like at the very end when he catches her, and then he makes the the you have you gained weight? Like I personally, I I don't know. In that moment, I think it's funny and cute and whatever. That it feels but... like a callback between them. Yes. Um, that should have been the only two mentions. The beginning and yes. then the callback at the end. Yes. 
not the not just... the twelve in between. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah, not exaggerating. Go back and watch. But otherwise, that storyline I think is probably towards the top. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite. Yeah. Um. So the next, mostly because I really th- I, that woman is beautiful. Yeah, and she's I was so surprised she's not and, in more. And uh, well, I had a local premonition that I'd fuck up on the first day. Like I love her <laughs> fucking accent. Yeah, and and also just like yeah, I think she has uh, that actress has great comedic timing, and I'm I'm curious why she's not in more. Yeah. Um. But next storyline we have Liam Neeson. Uh, stepson, uh, which is played by Thomas Sangster, he's uh, Jojen Reed from Game of Thrones. Years later, um, that little little Sam, he's he's like eleven years old, and he's in love with this other girl, Joanna, at school. I love the relationship between Liam Neeson and the the kid. Yeah, I love 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 it because he makes like dirty jokes in front of him. He treats him like an adult. Like he obviously shows him so much respect. Yeah, they and... get emotional watching Titanic together. Yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah. Um, and you know I love seeing um like what do you call it like wholesome fatherhood like that. Um, sure. And and like they they don't get into the backstory, but I guess what I sort of like made up in my head canon was like clearly because they, they do mention yeah stepson uh that she obviously had a child with someone else and then like they got together um which like it's one thing to just kind of be like a stepdad w- when the mom's still around but then clearly she had cancer because they said oh we prepared for this for a while and now he's like thrust into like oh i gotta do this all on my own um, so like I thought that that was interesting. I'm like, I think I even said at one point, I was like, where's this movie? Yeah. Like yeah. that storyline, if you didn't make so it, interesting. if you didn't make it only about the, the little boy being in love, like if you just, d- them developing a father son relationship, I would have loved that movie. In a movie. positive way? Like, why is that so terrible? Yeah, I think that, that that's one of those, like, there's some some storylines in this movie I think you could pluck out and they could be expanded into their own movie. Mm-hmm. So that is one of, uh, probably, like, in my top three, like, one of my favorite storylines is because it's, a sure, it's about the little kid being in love with the other little girl, but it's more so about the love of the stepson and the kid. Yeah. Um, I love the girl singing at the end too. Yeah, she got a gorgeous voice. I wonder what happened with her. Um, is she wh- famous? I I don't know. <laughs> Went on to a pop career. <laughs> um, fucked uh Billy Billy Mac the. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, but then the weird little thing that they fit in at the end is. There was a joke that Liam Neeson character says, uh, he's like, oh, you know, my wife, when she was dying, she said, oh, you can, uh, if you if you meet Claudia Schiffer, you can be with her or whatever. Um, but then he meets this girl, Carol, who is played by Claudia Schiffer. Um, and, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, we're just going to throw that in. Yeah. Because. A little cameo. Why not? I, I, I guess it was just, to me it wasn't necessary because the I thought the, the father-son story was just so sweet. Yeah. I, I, so we don't need to also allude to him finding another woman. Because also, back to something we brought up with another storyline, 
when this movie starts, five weeks to Christmas, is they're burying the mom. Yeah. And then a week later, he's hanging out with Emma Thompson, and she's like, ah, you know, no one likes sissies. Like, uh, and yeah. then he's like, oh, well, he's, yeah, he's in his room crying all the time. It's like, yeah, his mom died a week ago. Yeah. Like, sure. If she, if, if they're preparing this for a while, yeah, I, I get it. I agree with you. The timing with some of these is just not right. You, you just remove that timeline, and like that storyline could have been over like a year. I think it would have been uh, sweet. Uh, but yeah, it's just. Very, very tiny fix. And it <laughs> would remove the weirdness. And then also the fact that the son even says to him at one point, you know, we've been talking about me so much, I forgot to ask, how's your love life? And it's just like, does he need to be dating? He's Shouldn't he be mourning his wife a little longer? <laughs> yeah. Can we get six months? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on to... Uh, we're, we're getting down the last few storylines here. Uh, Laura Linney... Um, who, right off the bat, uh, she works with Alan Rickman, and he By says... By the way, we are literally watching them fucking right now. <laughs> about to. Yeah. Uh, so, Alan Rickman, her boss, just, like, pulls her aside and is like, you're in love with Carl, you've, you've worked with him for two years, why aren't you doing anything about it? It's Christmas, you should do something about it. And he says, everyone knows, including Carl. Which, if that's the case... Why doesn't Carl ask her out? Yeah. Why is it on Laura Linney? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. What do you think, not just about that point, but this entire storyline, besides that you find Rodrigo Santoro wildly attractive? <laughs> oh, he is so smoking hot. I love his chest hair. Look at it. Yum. Now, what was the question? <laughs> I was distracted by the man meat. Uh, about, what do I think about this storyline? This storyline, yeah. I mean, so that is the storyline to me. Like, just give it's me just that he's attractive. Yeah, that is all I need. Um, but I hate this storyline so yes. much. I hate it so, so much. I find it so unsatisfying. Um... Because she's wanted this guy for so long. For apparently two years. Two years. Yeah. That's a long time. Like, yeah, she makes a joke that, like, oh, I fell in love with him, like, 30 minutes after I met him. Yeah. Two years ago. And, I mean, same, but also, like, I hate that he hasn't approached her. If, yeah. If he knows and he's down, then, like, let's do this? Like, yeah. Like, what do you... Tiny, tiny, t tiny tweak for this one. After Alan Rickman has that scene with her, have a scene where Alan Rickman then goes up to him. He's like, Carl, how long have you loved her? And he's like, oh, forever. You know, it's like, why don't you do anything about it? And then he's like, oh, I don't know. So if it's like, oh, if they both <laughs> know but don't want to do it, or if they're like, well, with coworkers it'd be weird, or like, oh, I'm her boss, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some other stakes, but just the fact that she doesn't want to do it, and then she does... It works out, but then there's this side story that she has her mentally ill brother constantly calling her. So, um, he played Xerxes in 300. Yeah, um, he's also, uh, would go on, he was in Westworld. Was he? Yeah, I, I, I just... Uh, well, I'm watching Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have HBO? Getting it now. 
Max it up. I need more of a Rodrigo in my life. I would like to supersize it. Thank you. Caliente. <laughs> muy, muy, muy. What's wrong with me? I'm just supporting your love for Rodrigo Catoto. But yeah. no, I mean, it's to me... I, I, I don't like the boundaries with the handicapped brother or whatever. Disabled? I, I don't yeah, know. but here's the thing. If the brother, say, lived with her, and, like, he kept, like, busting into the room, and she's like, I'm so sorry, I I, I had to take care of my brother. Or it's a uh, a father, like, her father that is, like, with dementia, and he doesn't know boundaries, and she's like, I'm sorry, it's, like... But the fact that he's in a facility and is calling her all hours of the night, that's where... Not only do I question the realism, I just question the fact that, like, what does that I say about... I question her judgment. I question her judgment, and this is, without a doubt, one of, if not my least favorite storyline. This is this is a hard scene to watch. Right now we're watching the scene where the handicapped brother uh, tries slapping her. Yeah. Actually p- punching her, really. Yeah. And I think that... Here's the thing. If, if, if this movie had like nine, ten storylines and it's two hours and, you know, 17 minutes, if there's a storyline to cut, while I understand like, okay, it's a love story in the sense that like she has to choose between like her family or doing what she wants and she chooses her family. It's like, okay, I, I see the attempt and like the, the tragedy there. I just think the execution of it made her character seem weak but also just i don't know it, it's whipped just whipped like yeah under control under the whatever and and you know like if i were if i were rodrigo whatever his name is in um this is just a very small glimpse into a lifetime with this person and i think that that's which i think that actor pulls off really well in one look yeah. I think when, when, when the when the brother calls a second time when they're trying to fool around. Yeah. And he even tries to say, like, isn't he, uh, like will it make him better? And she's like, I, I have to take this. You and don't. Then, you really and then, don't have to do anything. If he's clearly loved her this entire time and she has to take the call, and like you said, he just realizes this is what life is going to be like with her. Yeah. And so then, like, later on, there's just a, a, a little half scene where... Instead of going anything further with her, he just says Merry Christmas and he leaves. You know, implying that they don't get together. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. It's just randomly, like, what? One of the only storylines, like, be- besides, like, Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman's thing, like, one of the only storylines where someone doesn't actually get together with the person. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For a movie that's supposed to be cheery, I, I think it's like, why not? <laughs> I don't know. It's, we, we, we've we said it, it's it's not great. Um, so anyway, now we get to the character of Colin Frissel, who uh, is the guy who wants to go to America because, <laughs> because he thinks that uh, hot American women will want to be with him because British women are too stuck up and because he has a British accent, they'll be into him. Proceeds to go he to... He's not wrong. And that's the thing. I, 
I said this to other women I dated or other uh, uh, female friends I watched this with. I'm like, God, not that like he would just go to a Milwaukee bar and find like January Jones, which he does, um, or uh, the actor uh, Alicia Cuthbert, like these, <laughs> these like model actresses. But it's just the fact that, hate to say it, there are many women in this country who just getting an accent from almost any other country it doesn't matter what they have to say. It's just like they're different. Yeah. Um, which is just weird. But then it's like almost like a porno where they're like, the three of us share one bed. Can you share it with us? That's all we can afford. It's like, what is this? Like, you, I mean, I can afford a hotel room. Do you guys need a place to stay? Right. Like, like how destitute are you yeah, that Jesus it's like Christ. okay oh we have a we have a one bedroom apartment we but share no we this sh- bologna we sh- sandwich <laughs> yeah seductively that's why we're so skinny yeah. <laughs> please help us sir yeah <laughs> not much to say about this storyline except for also just the fact that the couple scenes where he does try to come on to women he tries to come on to the hot secretary yeah. he tries to come on to the cook at the wedding which he insults the food yeah. uh it's like maybe that british women aren't stuck up maybe you're just being kind of an asshole or you're kind of a fucking idiot yeah right uh but yeah not much to say about that storyline i think if there's another storyline to cut that is one of them yeah but that's the funnest one where he like the plan goes exactly as it's supposed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Quick sidebar. Uh, it's not a full-on storyline, but it was supposed to be, and it got cut, was, as we're watching it now, Rowan Atkinson is taking nine years to wrap the the present for Alan Rickman. <laughs> Just all the... Here's the thing. I would rather they cut a story and kept his stuff in. Wow. <laughs> That scene with the present and him and Alan Rickman, that combo of Alan Rickman, like uh, his we, just annoyed we, face. We should be quite quick, quick about it. In a flash, sir, <laughs> proceeds to like take the one little piece of holly or whatever and like r- mince it. Like, oh god. Anyway, uh, so one of the final storylines here we have is between Martin Freeman and actress looks like uh, Joanna Page. Um, they are professional stand-ins, uh, th- uh, which apparently are just sex scenes for a film. Um, this story is they pretty much do the same gag every time, which is like they're naked or they have to like touch each other or she needs to like simulate blowing him and like, but they're just talking about the weather and talking about traffic, talking about the prime minister. And this one, another thing (laughs) I'll just say for the last time, remove the five week time stamp Mm -hmm. because what, what they do is like, Oh, they meet at five weeks they finally go out like one week to Christmas or like on Christmas and then it cuts to a month later and they're engaged. It's like, wait, so you guys have known each other for nine weeks? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I just think it's it's a storyline that if that was just a progression over a longer period of time and like, oh, they just can always talk about anything and they... They weren't fixated on, like, being naked around each other. They're just having fun chatting. Like, simple, you know. I didn't like the storyline. Was it just because of the same joke over and over? I I don't like the, like, 
it's just an opportunity for that chick to be naked. Um, I don't like, like, Martin Freeman's character is annoying to me. Yeah, I don't like the, just the whole thing. The fact know. that there's stand-ins for sex scenes? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> what is this, it's just, I don't, nothing about this is realistic in any fashion. Yeah, so would, would you say it's one of your least favorite and or if you had to cut one, probably one of the ones you'd cut? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, at the end, they also get they get engaged, and the timeline, like you said, is just too quick. And but they don't have also their there's their chemistry is not real. Like it's extremely superficial. You're saying like, oh, he they can talk about anything. Like talking about traffic and weather. That's that's something you do with your fucking neighbor or somebody in the fucking elevator. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, not that's not a deep relationship at all. Oh, like, I, I just. Ugh. But that's what the I'm saying is, is if, instead of saying it be within five weeks, if like that's how they started. And then, like, progressed over time. Uh, and this was, like, months down the line. And then, also, for all the other stories, there's no big romantic gesture. Like, their storyline is... him That and, like, the, the other guy... Oh, shit. Yeehaw. Harriet's coming. <laughs> um, we're, the, we're seeing the, the, the porno scene where the British guy gets to bang four hot Americans. But, yeah, no, essentially... This storyline uh, between Martin Freeman and Joanna Page is one of the least, I think, screen time storylines. Oh, really? Like, I, I, I don't know. You'd have to do a timer, but I feel like their scenes are only a few minutes each. And, like, there's no... So there's also no conflict, if you really think about it. Like, all the other stories have some form of conflict. The conflict it was, like, there was this one scene where it's like, oh, how'd you meet? And they're like, um, um. And it's like, at a movie set? Like, yeah, how right? hard is that? Um. <laughs> but yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, it's purely for the comedy, which is fine, but there's zero stakes, zero uh, problems between the two. It's just... Flat. It's just the sex scene jokes. And then they're together, and it's kind of cutesy, like oh, they're together. But it's it's like no no like oh, I gotta ask her out now. It's just like oh, you want to go to get a drink on Christmas? Oh, I'd love that. And then he's all like uh oh, uh, oh, like at the last at the first kiss, like uh. Well, no, uh. he's like, it's, she's like all I want for Christmas is you, and it's just like what what why why is this here? Yeah, and but he won't kiss her, and I'm like, you've literally seen her tits and like had your hands on them and humped her, and you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just something that I think is very. Like how much of a message do you need? Yeah, it's it's something that just could have been removed. It could have been removed, <laughs> or or if you're gonna have it. Expand on it. Do yeah, something do with something it. Do something with it because this is boring as fuck. Like, uh, like the the gag was funny once or twice, but when it's only that gag, it's just repetitive. Um, but yeah, so that's that. That's all the storylines, and all we really get at the end is it cuts to a month later, and we kind of see some resolutions of like some people are together, some people, you know, what uh, uh, different forms. I don't know. So, like, we kind of went over which ones our favorites were. If you had to pick one storyline, what was your favorite storyline? Rodrigo. <laughs> Not who you think is the hottest. Who do you want to be with? 
Because <laughs> clearly, you know, we hated Laura Linney's story. I'm saying, what's your favorite storyline? Um, the Liam Neeson and the stepson? Yeah, so cute. Yeah, I'd say probably Liam Neeson and the stepson. I, I, I think that could have just been its own movie. I, I, I do it also. I've never thought of that. I like that idea. Yeah, and the Prime Minister one, remove the fat jokes, and that was Ugh, perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Love Actually, is it good or is it bad? Oh, so good. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun because, like, you know, obviously there's a lot to talk about, and you can have fun at it, too. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, I, it's easy watching. Just like Eat, Pray, Love, I really love as well, because it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's just... Like, it's just junk food, you know? It's, it's junk food. And and sometimes you need junk food. But yeah, I think that um, I wouldn't classify it as bad, but reflecting back, I don't want to just seem like, oh, like woke and, you know, we're criticizing yeah. everything in the past. I just think that take these handful of, uh, like, like, you could re-edit this movie. Yeah. And like, uh, and Can it we could just try this again, but like better. Yeah, because like it all, it has a full cast of charming actors who I will say, despite the writing and direction being pretty lax uh, in some spots, they all give it their all. Yeah, you know, like they bring the charm, they bring the funny. You know, the, a lot of them have chemistry together, so it, it it is so close to to being great. I just think it's it's fine, you know, um, but. So yeah, that's that's love actually. Yeah. Um, Masterpiece. Let me guess. Next year, you're gonna want to watch it again. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I might watch it earlier <laughs> for so Valentine's here's Day. Here's the thing. Like, I I feel like you're right. So I'm not the only person that has a list, like a Christmas list, right? I imagine that's. Do you have a Christmas list? Oh, for for like movies you watch every year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like one. I love watching Die Hard uh, every Christmas. Okay, so we got to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't have much of a list. This is really the only thing that I regularly watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I but like I I also do a winter binge of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> but so I don't have much of a list. It's just those those are it. Yeah, the the thing that I would love to do is if I was one of those people, I just want to, I want to make a, like, we should edit our version of Love Actually, <laughs> where we just take out the fat jokes, we take out a couple of the dumb storylines, and we just finagle a couple of things with some, like, dubbing and, and voiceover or narration, and I think we could turn this into, like, a, like, a movie that I, okay, here's what I'll say. I think the one thing that just bothers me about this movie is... It's held up with such high regard. People say like it's amazing. No. When it's like no, I, I will take that. It's 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 you know it's a bag of Doritos when you need it. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, let's not act like this is like a like a twenty dollar burger. This, that, is like... no sh- this is no Schindler's List. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> this is no Schindler's List. Like it's not like a beautiful. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like... it's no Schindler's List. <laughs> You know, great Christmas movie. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I just, out of all the movies you could have picked, yeah, it's no shameless list. <laughs> I mean, 
that's like the one that people like say. So I just automatically. Went. Not oh, this is no Citizen Kane. This is no Schindler's List. Okay, fine. You know, Love Actually is Schindler's List. What do they have in common besides <laughs> Liam Neeson? That's it. <laughs> oh God, but yeah. Anyway, guys. Uh, that's been uh, episode 102 of the podcast talking about love actually. Is it good? Is it bad? I'd love to hear your opinions. Is Rachel. it Schindler's List? <laughs> Is it your Schindler's List? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you say yes, I may question uh, y- I was going to say you're everything. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, please reach out entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com, entertainmentbuffet on Instagram or Facebook. Love to hear your thoughts on love, actually. And, and, and call us after Temple. <laughs> it, it's like I said, I hope none of this come off. I'm not hating on the movie. I just think that we should look at it a little bit differently instead of just that it's like, held up to perfection i think we should do that with all movies that we consider classics is like let's look at them again um and 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 reflect but uh thank you guys so much for listening monica thanks for coming on the podcast thanks for having me see you guys later merry christmas happy holidays